This is the Bar Stewards Enquiry. You are talking absolute rubbish. Absolute rubbish. In, in what way? You are an underachiever in life. You were, I saved your bacon one time. You were gone. Well, I couldn't save you. I, I don't know if you are, but you said the right thing. But well, that's why you don't know anything about racing, John. I, I didn't say I do. Right? I'm saying that. What have you contributed to racing? You are one of these take-out merchants. Take out all you can. And a very warm welcome to the Bar Stewards Inquiry Weekend Podcast, where I'm joined by a, a terrific set of talent this evening. Um, certainly uh, itching away to, to, to get up that NAPS table rankings with plenty of points for you, our listeners, this weekend. Hopefully we'll do the business for you. So joining me, John Lang. Good evening, John. Good evening, Lee. I'm coming out of the other end of plantar fasciitis. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Google it. Google it. It's not very nice. He's been nice telling me this, John. Yeah, yeah. Secondly, Quentin Franks, he's back. Good evening, evening Quentin. Evening, Lee. Evening, Lee. Yes. Evening, all. Great, great to have you back. And also, last and certainly not least, uh, uh, professional punter and racehorse trainer, Neville Ender. Good evening, Neville. Good evening, everybody. Yes, excited for this show. Maybe the quality is not me- up there in terms of, of, of the flat flat trials, but certainly it's, it's a lot of action to get through. Um, I'm more concerned, actually, with the uh, with the watering and the and the weather that's around <laughs> more than anything, poor poor Kirkland Telrong, he's um, he's managed he's managed to slap five millimeters on at Adok today, <laughs> right? So, so and I've checked the current weather at Adok and it's pelting down and it's going to pelt down all night. So God knows what that's going to end up tomorrow at Adok. Um, so after being worried that it might be too quick earlier in the week for you uh, jumps fans. I- and flat fans, for that matter, it might end up very, very soft. Uh, come here, Doctor Tomorrow, with Kirkland watering this morning. Five millimeters he slaps on this morning. Well done, Kirkland. So be wary of your bets. Let's say let, let's let's be a little bit shrewd tonight. You know, if you fancy some horses, maybe wait till the morning until you've seen seen the seen the overnight rain, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Anyway, let's get on with it. Our three best bets. That's what we're here to do. And Neville, I'm going to come to you first of all for your third best bet. My third best bet is in the Hexham 305, and it's a, it's a, a handicap hurdle, but there are several in this race that are either out of form or have been on the go for uh, a good part of the previous year or well, the previous season. Um, the horse that I like is a horse that I backed last time, and he ran awful. But I'm prepared to forgive him because it was his first run for 116 days. The horse in question is called Ask Paddington, 305 Hexham. He was formerly trained by Mickey Hammond, uh, one for Mickey, but then he improved when going to Tristram Davidson, so much so that he earned a rating of 134. He's had five runs for his present yard, uh, Becky Menzies, and they've been running him Every one of those starts, bar one, has been on soft or good to soft ground, apart from the first, which was over fences on good ground. But he is a top-of-the-ground horse, and with the ground being good at Hexham, I think it's going to really suit him tomorrow. He's down to a mark of 113, and he literally is thrown in. The, the jockey booking of Peter Coleman... I'm not sure it's a positive or a negative, because I don't think this horse really does need any weight off his back to give him a, a, a roaring good chance. But they're taking £7 off with this this young lad, Peter Coleman. I know very little about. He has 
he, he does work at the yard, but I don't know in terms of how many winners he's ridden. He can't have ridden 20 winners, otherwise he wouldn't be claiming seven. But this horse gets it off a good mark. Uh, I think that uh, he'll love the course. If you look back, he he has won and been second in his only two previous starts at Hexham. One or two here, I uh, eight runners. I'm not going to back him each way. I'm going to go on the nose. Uh, Ask Paddington, third best bet of the weekend for me. Bang, straight in there for Neville. 17 to 2 available with four oh, points. Come at the on, it's going to be more. Um, oh, 17 to 2. That's all you get in Nev. I know, I know you love a big wall's ice, but 17 <laughs> to 2 is, is all I can do for you. Um, Peter Coleman, yeah, I've not heard much of him, but he's ridden five winners. He's, he's 12th cent. The yard field, he deserves his chance, so good luck with that one. 17 to 2 to get Neville off to a fly, hopefully. Excellent. Quentin, coming to you for your third best. My third best bet of the weekend comes in the opener at Ascot, and I'm hoping it's kind of like Royal Ascot in its wide draws to the four on the round course, and I'm going to have a punt on Ziggy. Uh, he's 14 to 1 at the moment. I think there's scope from his mark still. Um, he went well last season. Steadily progressive for Harry Eustace. Um, found trouble in running at, you know, at Glorious Goodwood, but but shaped like he was ahead of his mark. Race worked out fine. Plenty of winners in behind now rated in the 90s. Uh, spin at Sandown on, on desperate ground didn't suit. And then he didn't seem to stay at York uh, um, early October on the far rail as well, which, which wasn't really the place to be. Um, he's drawn 16 here, which is generally a positive. Um, I hope they ride him mid-div um, rather than rather than drop him out. Just sit and slide across and find a position. Um, hate being drawn on the inside here. Fair few in the market I don't really like. Above him, Screaming Petrus. I'm not quite sure how that single figures. The thing looks an absolute pig of a horse and looks to have a lofty enough mark. Wonder Maltaban came from a, a decent race at first that's worked out. but He looks about price right. Um, Ziggy was the one for me here. The flying solo, Sylvester Souza tried to sit handy at Doncaster in November handicap and then pushed the horse on into a fierce headwind. I thought it would be double figures on seasonal reappearance. Uh, 14, any double figures, Ziggy, is more than fair for me. No, it's a very good case. And I, I, obviously, the 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 strange thing with Ascot on the round course, like like you said, Quentin, he, he obviously does favour high numbers. The stats bear it out. You can only think that's probably down to maybe maybe nearest the trees maybe taking the moisture out of the ground or maybe the watering system is maybe a bit flawed and there's too much going on the inside and and not enough on the outer is that the barring route you're talking about yeah the yeah the carson under the trees yeah. Car- Will- wicked willie yes absolutely or, or that you just find yourself a bit too far back when horses wide come across you and you're, you're drawn lone you end up you know, the amount of trouble in running there when they're coming around the home bend Horses that yeah. don't get clear yeah. shots at things, so that will, a lot of factors. But I still don't think it's something that's factored into the market. So happy to, agree, happy to I, stick with a wide draw. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I like the wide draws at that trip. Fourteen to one for Quentin for his. What, what I'm no need to ask him for each way as he doesn't. No need to ask. Um, no. One one point wins Ziggy. Fourteen to one generally available at the time of recording. Thank you, Quentin. John, with your what do you call it? Begin with P. What have you got? Plantar fasciitis. Plantar fasciitis. That that's where you get shooting pins right up your the, your ball of your foot. Your heel. Yeah, your heel. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But, so with you, so I mean, I hope you're coming to York next week with you being crippled. 
Um, you know, from you. Am I wheeling you in? Is it Lou and Andy time? No, thanks, thanks, for, the, uh, thanks for the miracle that is Amazon. I got the plantar fasciitis recovery kit delivered yesterday. Oh, good. And I, I've been wearing a, um, what is it, arch support and a heel cup all day. And yes. uh, well, well I, I couldn't do a sharp fire furlongs up Warren Hill. I'd, I'll, cer- I'll certainly make it into York under my own steam. Good stuff, good stuff, because <laughs> we'll be having some Yorkshire puddings um, and stuff like that. Um, yeah, be a good day, that. We're, me and John are there Wednesday and Thursday next week, if anyone wants to say hello. You probably won't, but <laughs> I don't blame you at all. John, your third best bet, then. Uh, my third best bet is at Nottingham. It's in the 4.30, and it's Alan King's Rampoldy Plan. Um, I had this horse in my notebook last year, um, basically for three dirty not-offs, in all honesty. Um, None more so than the last one, which I thought was absolute filth. And I I was all set to back this first time up at Southern. And I missed the price. They absolutely sledged this in a five to four. And it serves a break for beating me to the price because the saddle slipped and fucked it up for them. (laughs) <laughs> and there was nobody more chuffed than me to be honest um, this runs off 65 tomorrow um, I'd, I'd be pretty convinced he, he, he's got 75 within him by the end of the season at least I, I, I think the arse can do a, a lot better than he's shown so far if the saddle yeah. stays in place Thomas Gray checks I think he's just rode his claim out today, hasn't he, or something? Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, perfectly all right round there. Good draw. Uh, one, I'll have the 11 to tell you, if that's all right with you. Yeah, 11 to. Right, on to my uh, third best bet of of the um, weekend's action. And I'm going to the Swinton Hurdle, of all places, uh, for my, my third best bet. And I, I, I am absolutely perplexed by the price of Cormier, uh, Brian Ellison's runner um, for the Swinton Hurdle. I, I have no idea why this isn't favourite. How on earth can this be 10 to 1? You've, you've, it's, got, it's crazy. Um, this horse was second in this last year um, to, to a very well-handicapped horse in Coppola, who hasn't come out since. Camprond was third, and Camprond's just won at Punchestown at the, at the, at the big festival. He's, this season's form, he beat Severance um, at, at, at Cheltenham. He came out and then won the Moor Battle at, at Kelso, um, you know, doing it without, without the, having to come from the back, which I'm not sure was ideal. And then in the county, her, um, his seventh place can be heavily upgraded, I feel, um, because he was he was hampered right from the sort of t- turning in right up until the last by the hanging uh, one of, of Gordon's Gigginstown. I can't, I can't remember which which one it was because he got he got a cut. He, I think it was a grey, and and it was hanging into Cormier all the way. Cormier just couldn't get clean daylight. He, he finally got going up the up the running and stayed on lovely into seventh. Um, absolutely nothing wrong with the run whatsoever. Um, how this is ten to one, and with the rain falling, that's perfect. You know he loves a bit of dig. How this out of the frame, I, but I'm, I'm not going to go each way because you know. Um, it, it's a sign of weakness to go each way. Um, 
<laughs> so, so, so this is on on the snout, and, it, and it's going to be one point win for me, Cormier, which should I think this should go off favourite. There's nothing in this race that should be a shorter price than Cormier, in my view, um, on on this season's form. He's done nothing wrong whatsoever, and he's still well in off the mark of 138. So Cormier for me, one point win, ten to one, generally available. So get stuck into that. Right, I'll swing it back round, John. I'll come to you first for your second best. My second best tomorrow, the Vicky Cup at Ascot. Uh-huh. And that is David O'Meara's Orban. That's a fairly okay. massive price. I've, I've sort of kept half an eye on this after the last couple of years, to be honest. And uh, he, he, he's running a show big fail handicaps and things. And he hasn't always had the best of luck in running. Uh, he had a spell there where Jamie Spencer rode him four or five times on the spin. And uh, I don't know if that was significant or not. But he, he certainly didn't have, have the best of luck in, on, on several occasions, shall we say. Last time out, he, again, he, I think it was in the Overy Spring Cup, he, he's waiting and waiting for a run. And he basically, he, he'd done it all on the bridle by the time the run did. I also noted before the race, I thought the horse looked in better nick than I could ever remember seeing him uh, that day. And I didn't think he ran a bad race at all. I I think he's very, very interesting here at a big price, because I think there'll be enough pace on for him to run at. I think the draw in the dead as fuck middle won't be too disastrous because I think I think you'll come across stand sad. Yeah, I I like a big price. Okay, so forty to one is available with Denise Kurtz. So you're going to back this each way. You're going to be a wanker, are you? I'm afraid so. Yeah, seven, <laughs> seven, seven, and a sign of weakness. Seven pegs. It's one each way for John um, at the forties with Bet three six five. But seven places available. Skybet are paying eight. It's interesting these place terms. I don't know any mathematicians out there. It's viable for these firms to be offering place terms of this size. I'm not sure. Neville, I'm coming to you next for your second best, please. We've already made the case for Cormier, and I do agree with you. I think he's got an excellent chance, assuming that the ground does go soft. But I think there might be one that's got enough, I won't say good, off a lenient mark, but off a fair mark. And I think. I think this type of race, you need a horse that's not really shown his hand too much, uh, rather than um, being raced all throughout last season and the handicapper knows exactly how good most of them are. But literal lad of Philip Hobbs gets into this race on the back of just four starts over hurdles. And prior to that, he'd only had, I think, the same amount of runs in National Hunt flat races. He... Came back after a long break to finish second to one of Paul Nichols at Chepstow. The pair finished miles ahead, and it was it was a short price favourite that day. And I assume that they they most people thought he ran below his form, but I think he ran pretty much to his mark of 135 that day. Before that, he'd finished second at Exeter in a really hot novices hurdle, and before that, he'd finished second to a horse that you mentioned earlier on, Comprond of uh, his, his stable companion at Chepstow. Uh, 135, I think he's, as I said, it, it's not chucked in, but it's a fair assessment of his form. One thing I would be a bit concerned about would be if it did come up very soft. I've just been having a look at the 
Um, the uh, the weather report for Haydock for tonight and tomorrow looks like there's definitely going to be some rain um, overnight, but the, it's only like a, an eight or nine percent chance for, for tomorrow. So assuming that the ground doesn't go uh, softer than soft, uh, I'm going to stick with him as my second best bet. But I do think that Philip Hobbs is a type of trainer not to run a horse, a horse of this quality if he doesn't think the ground's right for him. So I'm going to stick with him. Literal lad uh, in the Swinton, the three o'clock at Haydock, my second best bet of the weekend. Good stuff. Two points win on the nose for Nev at yep. eight to one Luttrell lad. And uh, I share Nev's, Nev's sentiments. If I could pick if I could pick the danger, that would be it. Um, I, I, I genuinely think that horse has a bit of quality about him. And that was a nice prep at Chips, though. I know he didn't win, but that race wouldn't have suited him, um, you know, chasing a slow pace of, of, of Paul Nichols. And I think that, that might have just put him spot <coughs> on for this. So, so yeah, if, if I could come with a danger, that would be it, Nev. So, we, we're two-handed, are the bastards on the Swinton. Uh, Luttrell, lad for Nev, and Cormier for me. Um, on to my uh, second best. Um, it's fairly unoriginal. Uh, this one, which, you know, I can't really jump up and down about this, but the 13 to 8 available about Emily Dickinson in the 315 at Lingfield, the, the Oaks Phillies trial, I think's too big. I think this will be going off a shade of odds on, uh, round about the even money mark. A, a distinct lack of quality in this, um, very little depth whatsoever. I don't like the Gosden horse. Rogue Millennium uh, came down the middle at Weatherby, and, and Weatherby on the inside has been dreadful. So I think Rogue Millennium, whatever you think he, uh, she's achieved on debut, she did it with down the centre of the track. So you can't uprate that one. There's, there's absolutely no scope for any improvement of any of the runners to get to Emily Dickinson's level at the moment, I don't think, because she will improve again. She, she was behind, behind, above the curve uh, that finished second in the um, in the in the in the D stakes this week um, at Chester, and she she was in an uncompromising position at Leopardstown for that run. So she can be up, upgraded for that. She then won won a maiden nicely, and I, I do think with time, distance, like like she's bred to do. I think this will go off odds on. And I think um, 13 to 8 available is going to be a steal the form the O'Brien runners are in this week. Uh, just just absolutely blitzing everybody. Um, uh, at Chester, Ryan Moore, etc. riding out of his skin. So, yeah, uh, very solid favourite, Emily Dickinson. If you want a banker tomorrow, that's it. Two points win for me. 13 to 8 to win the Oaks trial. Quentin, coming to you for your second best. You were never double-handed in the Swinton, so I'm going to go double-handed with John in the uh, Victoria Cup and go with a horse that's drawn next to him um, in the centre in Royal Pleasure. Um, centre's probably not the place to be, but I can see him splitting into two groups here, to be honest, and yeah, take, just take your pick. You go stand side, you go far side. Far side today is the place to be. Um, but it's a case of seeing what the going stick says in the morning and plot, plot your way from there. Yeah. Royal Pleasure itself, he... Had a, had a couple of months off the track, uh, reappeared last week at Donny, it was. Um, steadily enough run race, outpaced, stayed on well. Um, truth be told, it, it was a small field event, four runners, but the form made sense. You had Comanche Falls in there, who's got a good record fresh. Rathbon, um, he, he was fit from all weather runs. And the last horse, Intrinsic Bond, I think it was, that that has a decent record at Donny. Um, they clocked a fair time here. He's had one run at Ascot where he was on the wrong side in uh, one of the big handicaps at Royal Ascot. But I like the sand-based surface of Ascot for him. Same as Doncaster, sand-based. Um, he's got fair all-weather form, decent figures on the clock. Yeah, he's 20 to 1, two points win. 
Good stuff. Love that. Two points win at 20s. Quentin did 40, po- 40 points there uh, with the Thor Hammer on board. Um, uh, thrashing away um, on Royal Pleasure there. Install 16 next to John's. John will be up in that John's crosses him at the start. Won't you, John? You're like that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so two points for Quentin at 20s Royal Pleasure in the Victoria Cup. So double-handed in, in two of the big races tomorrow, the bar stewards. Uh, some Dutch bets, some 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 Dutching, Dutching going away, maybe. Okay, so that's the round of two pointers. Um, I'll kick us off then on the three pointers. <laughs> And we're going to go to the 205 at Leafy. This is, again, a, a bit of a wrong price. Al Gide has been scratched um, by uh, uh, the, the, just this afternoon, just just now, actually. No, no Al Gide in the race. But ex-Gratia, uh, Jane Chapelain. We love Jane. You've got to love Jane Chapelain. Um, tremendous trainer. This is standout price. I have absolutely no idea what this is doing. Um, at 13 to 2. With the non with the non runner out, it was she she was bigger than that. Um, but ha, she's already finished in front of Vero Eagle at Lingfield with a tough trip. Um, I mean that's the thing for me here. Uh, we're dealing with a, a very big filly. She a size is is if if it matches the quality going forwards, then then we're certainly well in here. Um, she won very very well at Southall, quickening well clear, and then since then she was tried against Venturous. Um, in a race, basically, she wasn't entitled to win. Venturous was rated 106, Judicial 105, Memento 98, and Jane felt she was good enough to take a chance in that. Well, she didn't disgrace herself. She wasn't beaten that far, you know, beaten five, five lengths. Like I said, these are, these are, you know, very, very good horses. Um, and then last time out behind Amber Island, she was a, an impossible draw of Stall 12, dropped in by Thrasher Morris. Um, who didn't thrash her at all, actually. She she was basically out of the back, making ground, sort of, there's no no room, no, no room whatsoever. She was on the heels of them and still finished in front of the favourite, the favourite Vero Eagle. Um, and, I, and I thought Ex-Gratia had just as tough a trip as what Vero Eagle did. So for me, 13th, this is absolutely enormous. Ex-Gratia, why is, why is she not, she not favourite? 13 to 2, lump on, three points win. Banged. Tom Mark, Tom Doyle in the saddle uh, for Jane Chapel and for me. So that's gonna that's gonna get me off. So yes, big day tomorrow. Expression. Okay, who should we come to next? I'm going to come to back back to you, Quentin. I'll throw it back to you. My best bet of the weekend comes in the hate opener. Um, ground's obviously a concern, but I'm not concerned. It's really soft. Any any further rain will be beneficial, I think, to the horse. Horse in question is Caesar's Palace. Um, he caught the eye last season on his second start at Nottingham. Um, I felt it was a long-term project. Caught further back than ideal, steadily run race, etc., etc. Same thing on his third start. Uh, pulled Pulled a little bit. Ended up away in the centre of the track, away from the faded standside rail that day. Faded, shaped like it'll be a three-year-old that will just progress with racing, progress with a trip. Um, I had, uh, well, I was fortunate enough to back him when he came second um, at Nottingham on Handicap debut. Um, slightly, slowly away, rusty. Um, caught further back than I deal again in a steadily run race. Stayed on sympathetic handling to, uh, Chased down one of John Butler's, um, got within a length from three quarters of him, uh, did well under the circumstances. He's gone up, gone up two pounds for that. Um, 
physically he's going to be one that keeps improving with racing. The dam did herself return ace and she was, uh, her sole win was on heavy ground. So I think surface wise, we're going to get a fair bit of improvement. He just looks a, a bit of a boat and a bit of a, bit of a plodder. So um, nine to two's around. Um, I suspect it'll be a lot shorter than that tomorrow. Um, in terms of the race, you've got Groomsby Town. There, that's a dog. Uh, down to the kid, I'm concerned about the surface, but it doesn't really look a soft ground pedigree. And the same applies to Spirit of UAE and uh, City Streak. Um, Phyllis, Phyllis Bay is showing his best form on your weather, and it's a Sayuni that's already flopped on soft ground. So nine to two is about nine to two looks big. Massive, absolutely concur with you there, Quentin. Three points win on the nose, nine to two with the Stoke firm. I'd like, like you say about Fearless Bay would be a big danger on on quickish ground because because that that was very lazy at, at Wolverhampton. You can see that that's got more to come from the mark. But if the ground's on the on the pudding side, then we then we can we can probably put a line through that. And and I'm with you on that. Caesar's Palace, good nap, Quentin. Three points at nine to two there, sir. Well done. Neville, next, I'm coming to you for your best, please. My nap is going to be at uh, Cork in the 420. Chiri Kahua of Paul Nolan's almost certainly will will go a favourite, but hopefully it won't be too short. certainly don't think it'll be odds on. Um, this is a really good flat horse towards the end of his, uh, towards the end of 2021, uh, he really did improve for being stepped up in trip and ended in the low 90s. He's only had a handful of runs over hurdles, five in total. Um, all those races have been either at two and a half miles or less. But this horse stayed extremely well on the flat, one over a mile, six at Killarney. And I think the step up to three miles is going to really suit him tomorrow. True is jumping his looks like it has got one or two flaws in it. He fell at Listowel one day and unseated at Wexford, but it may have been that the trip was just a little bit short for him over hurdles and it'll go just a little bit steadier over three miles. I don't think there's a great deal in the race. I can only find one horse that I would put up against him as a danger, and that was Air Square. And the pair actually met uh, last time out at Wexford when Chirica, who fell, uh, or sorry, unseated rider, and Chirica, who was still held every chance at that time. So we don't know whether uh, Square would have finished in front or behind of my selection. But I think this this is a, a really, I won't say a classy flat horse, but a good quality flat horse running over three miles over hurdles will surely have too much class for these. I can see this winning easily. Chirica, nap selection. Good. Anything uh, anything above evens? Seven to four, Nev. Are you rubbing, you're rubbing your hand. I, I, I can feel it. I can feel yeah. the electricity from from, from Planet Neville. Yeah. Um, uh, Cheap pieces as well, I think, might just help just to help concentrate him because, as I said, he's, he's got one or two jumping problems. He unseated and he fell. So I think the cheek pieces are there just to just to keep his concentrated. But I, I do like him. I think he's a, you know you don't get that many good flat horses running over three miles over hurdles. No, you know it's a it's a real sort of stayers trip three miles, and I think if they if they can if they can hold on to him for long enough, I think he'll have too much speed for them. Yeah, Sean O'Keefe, I, I, I think, is a really good jockey as well. Um, yeah. In in the saddle, in, interesting, Nev. I don't know if you know anything about this about your naps. That's Shirika Shira for Nev seven to four. He's loving that. He's clicking away. Yeah, I think if, it's if he, yeah, massive. Um, 
um, non-runner last time out, 16th of April. Yeah, it was non-runner family, family bereavement. It, it was Paul Nolan's father died. Oh dear. Oh, uh, so, yeah. 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 So basically, yeah. So, so it's, I, I reckon they'll be they'll be busting for 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 a good winner here. So you have Shurika, Shurika Hua, uh, seven to four for their very very confident selection. Uh, double it with Emily Dickinson in the Oaks trial and you'll be laughing. Um, that's that's the bar steward's advice. Um, okay, thank you for that, Nev. Um, great stuff. Last but certainly not least, John Lang. This will have both our remaining listeners stretching their heads in disbelief, to be honest. Um, I normally avoid Philly's handicaps like the plague. It's, it's pate time, yeah. yeah. As a rule. Um to make exceptions when uh, it's involving a filly from the second favourite stud in the world, Mion Valley. Ah. Now, this runs in the 330 at Ascot and it's Delta Bay. The dam of this was nothing special, but the grand dam threw a horse called Ballet Concerto, uh, won a magnet cup for Sir Michael Stout and got seriously better with age. And the thing that struck me about this arse last year, apart from the fact she never really looked well in a court, was how much she reminded me of Ballet Concerto um, from a physical point of view, which it might seem a bit strange from a filly, but structurally in front of the saddle, how, how, she, how she was set up and everything was striking, really. And it, it sort of encouraged me to keep an eye on her, really. And that's why... I, and these notes about whether she was well in a court and all the rest of it. I think for me on Valley to persist with a four-year-old mare when they could, could quite easily re- retire her and break off her now with her paper and allow her to kick off in a handicap rather than drop her out the back and pick up the bits and get a bit of black tape somewhere. I, th- I think this is fairly significant. I, I love the trainer off a break. This is her uh, first run for Healy. She was with Towser and Slim last year. <laughs> the whole horse is open to steps of improvement physically. As I said, she was rather like Bally Concerto. She was really unfurnished last year, light across the neck and lines. Looked very narrow in front when, when you, you look straight at her. And then keeping her going tells me that, that there'll be improvement forthcoming here. They've got a good kid up taking £3 off. That also suggests the main business. So I'm uh, I'm taking a punt here because the favourite seventy two is Strawberry Roger Variants. She actually beat this last year off levels in a maiden, and they're off levels again. And there's no comparison in the prices. I think it's absolutely ridiculous. And against me, one sense tape failings where I avoid these I, do you know? I love, I love, I love your, I love your paddock assessments. I do, I really do. Um, and just to interject, John, um, you said about strawberry, the um, the Roger Varian filly. That's favourite. She has to have soft ground. Has to have it. Mm-hmm. Um, if that 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 not only on the form book, but that comes direct from the from Roger Varian himself. So. That I, if that gets quick tomorrow, Ascot, for example, I wouldn't be surprised to see mm. see Strawberry drift or, or even be withdrawn. She, she, I, and she's market leader. But anyway, con- continue, sir. Sorry. Well, uh, that's about it, really. I mean, as I said, 
I don't think I can make a stronger case for anything tomorrow, really, than, than this one. I've kind of got a, a, a picture in my head of how I, I expect it to look for the winter on, under a belt. And it, if I say you're on the telling, she ticks all the boxes, I'll, I'll probably have a right bet. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, you have to, me- you have to message yeah. me. <laughs> well, you, you know, I, mean, it's, I, I have to make a decision tonight, don't I? So I'm putting yes. up. Right, good stuff. Well, it's 10 to 1, John. Um, that's with Paddy's and uh, Betfair. Um, are you wankering or are you still no, on the nerve? Three points win, ten to one. What a nap from John on on Paddock and physical nature. He expects this filly to improve and uh, progress uh, markedly. Eighty three, certainly a fair mark on her maiden win uh, when beating Professional Widow. Um, I think you can all see that in the form book. So that's a very interesting observation from John. Worth a note there at tens. Good stuff, John. Do you know what I really like all that? I think I think we've we've put some good work in it. I, I do like the selections this week. I think I think they're all really good. Uh, cue some cue cue note from, <laughs> yeah, <note> from twelve. <laughs> <laughs> but the the, the, the feeling I, I felt Nev's electricity about his nap. Ne- Nev, you know, like <laughs> Nev really wants a price. So if Nev says something's a good price, that means like you know if he thinks seven to four is good, it should be one to three. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you saying I'm a tight bastard? Yes. <laughs> it's like he, he's like Nev always wants big prices that's just not uh, not attainable. And so, like when Nev says something's good at seven to four, listen, listen. Anyway, we're going to move on to the TV action, and we'll start off at uh, Ascot. Um, and I thought this was a minefield of a card. To be honest, I, I did my best to try and find, uh, you know, a, a strong bet. Quentin's done so, uh, John's done so. Um, I failed. So we'll go to the one forty-five race. Um, any any thoughts on the opener, chaps? Uh, obviously, Quentin's tip Ziggy. Um, so uh, mainly John, uh, Neville, and me. What do we think? Any any thoughts? Well, I'm going to pass on it because I'm. I'll be honest with you. It's just for yeah. me. It's just a, a no bet race whatsoever. I couldn't fancy anything. Exactly, not not your thing. Uh, I, I mean, to, to race, I mean, in Nev's camp, I was really struggling with this. The only angle I've got is that is is the draw uh, with what Quentin said. It is correct. You you want the wide draws over the mile and a half, so maybe concentrate on that, John. Uh, just to fly in the face of the draw theory, I thought <laughs> I thought yeah, I thought boss power looked quite partly. For his debut, and uh, I think there'll be a fair bit of improvement to come there. I can see him getting a nice sitting, just nicely behind the pace. Whether he gets a run or not, Christ knows, but I, th- I think he'll run really well tomorrow. Okay, good stuff, John. So, John thought that Boss Power carrying plenty of condition for reappearance, so that's interesting. Uh, we'll move on then to the 220. Um, which is the uh, Buckhounds listed race, and Al Arzi heads the market at seven to four. A horse I liked in the well, I liked him last year a lot. Uh, was Mandoob. You look at his form. Um, he, he, he got up to beat Princess Nadia. Um, I thought I thought it was a real stayer, a uh, real strong stayer, mile and a half, mile and six. See your beer in the in the Bari Trophy. Um, and then obviously bombed out at Ascot. The wind surgery concerns me a little bit, um, if I'm honest. Um, he was declared to run at Chester. They didn't want to run him on the uh, on on the on the soft ground, uh, which was earlier in the week. 
uh, well, yesterday. And um, so, yes, I, I, I'm a Mandoob fan because I think he's better than the 104. But any thoughts on that, chaps? The, the fact the wind up, does it put anyone off? It does me a little bit thinking, is, is this all sort of, has his wind gone? Don't know. Yeah, I think, I think it's a positive. I think, is, yeah. you know, yeah, I think most trainers will will do the wind up even if they don't need it now, don't they? You know, yeah. Just, uh, just to, yeah. I, I was surprised last season that they decided halfway through the season to geld Al Arsi, considering he got beat just a neck in the Coronation Cup at, by Driver, who will probably have, find a job as a stallion. And this horse was only a, a neck behind him, and yet they decided to geld him. I really don't understand that unless it, that was for um, for reasons, uh, you know, health reasons. But he has looked a bit of a for want of a better word, he's looked a shit on occasions, anti Alarsi. Yeah. But there's no yeah. doubting that he is, on his day, he is a Group 1 horse. Or if he's not a Group 1, he's definitely a Group 2 horse. He's second to Solid State at Newbury when he, he looked like he, he threw in the towel that day. Uh, but I, don't, I, I think he is the cl- he's a real class act. And the... F- the fact that they've, they've continued to him because it'd have been very easy just to send him to the to you know the horse training sale at Newmarket, wouldn't it? You know, a gelding of well, particularly when when Shadwell were were having a big clear out last season as well. So I think they, they must still think that there is a, a good race in him. I'm intrigued to see why Jim Goldie is running a, a an unraced four year old who hasn't got a pedigree first time out in this race. Are there no novice races for horses like it? Two old pals. He, he might have got a madam down there, Neville. <laughs> <laughs> he might he might be paying someone a visit. <laughs> Why on earth would you you run a horse in in that race? I just don't, I can't I can't see any upside to that. At all. Well, upside at all is there? Surely, like yeah, you've got a horse. Is he's he's a bad first experience. Like, yeah. Tickets, tickets. You know how expensive oh, you're, you're it is. Are going to get experience if you tailed off throughout, though? You know, the, the, the lowest rated in the race, 95, he's going to have to run to to 94 <laughs> to just be just behind the, the horse that finishes last on rating. Yeah. Maybe, maybe the owner's just down there and he's thinking, right, well, we might as well get six tickets. And, and the scran's not bad at Ascot and the owners, I can tell you. <laughs> maybe that's it. You know, maybe. a bit... Maybe, but uh, it'd be quite expensive to enter a race like that, wouldn't it? You think so? Would be, um, it's going to be at least six, seven hundred pounds, isn't it, just to, to get in a race yeah. like that? Would it? I don't know. I've never entered it, in that type probably of was. race. No, same here. I've never, well, the, the, yeah. the biggest one I entered was, I think, with the Cheshire. I think that was a few hundred pounds for the Cheshire. Uh, well, it's, it's nearly a hundred quid these days to run in a naught to 70, you know, so... Yeah. So you think it's going to be a few hundred quid for a listed race, wouldn't you? I don't, I don't know. I just, I just can't see the point. But the, the owners are, um, don't they like to have? Well, it used to be thistle bloodstock, isn't it? And it still is in their colours. I think they, yeah. are they the leading owners at Hamilton or something like that? Yeah, they, well, they, they would be. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. Um, that, yeah, that those colours. Anyway, that. I'd, I'd lay that at, uh, at 10 to 1. No, at 10 to 1, not to be in the first four. That might, it, might, it might be 80s. It, yeah. must, it must be pressing it for the Braveheart Stakes at Hamilton, then. That's it, it's the Braveheart, yeah. yeah, just, yeah. Just to pick anyway, the kill. Anyway. I, I think I'll ask you to take the world of eating, if, he's, if you trust him. Yeah. 
Good stuff, Dev. Uh, and you two, uh, Quentin, John, anything in this? It was 250 quid to enter. Uh, so you not care. too, too shabby. 250 quid on top of the, the normal entry fee, which usually is about 70-odd pounds. So it'd be 300 quid, wouldn't it? Not bad, though. You get a good buffet. But we're going off track here, but didn't you say it was because of the you, the owners wanted the six badges? <laughs> Yeah, six, 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 six divided six by three hundred and twenty plus six, six petrol down to the smoked salmon, the smoked the, salmon, the, 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 the petty down far. from Jim Goldies. Yeah. I'd want a hooker. <laughs> 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 but that's what big Jim might be going down for that. We don't know, you know. It's this. <laughs> uh, anyway, is it, what is that? You see, you don't get this on ITV. You do not get this level of, of, of sort of like, you know, like microscope analysis on why Jim <laughs> is running a big 150s poke down in the list of race. Only on the, the Bastards. This is what we're here for. Right, we'll move on. Um, enough, enough of this. Um, 3.30 is the uh, Phillies handicap where normally, like as John says, um, he's letting the dog in and the pate's out uh, for this race. Uh, but he likes Tom's his Delta Bay. <laughs> Dogs, dogs in the backyard for this one. Quentin Neville, anything that, that caught your eye in the Phillies? Well, I was in the, I was in John's camp to be honest. You look at Delta Bay, <laughs> strong on the clock at Newmarket. Um, went missing at, at Ascot in the, I think it was a coronation trial or something early last year. But I'll, I'll take his word in terms of her being better physically from from three to four. Yuri Morrison. He, He's had a couple of, he's had Misfits Herbert reappear and win, Haymaker, the Guineas meeting reappear and win, so he's, he's doing well off the break. Um, as you said, Strawberry does, it's got really high knee action, um, will need like soft, heavy ground to be shown to best effect. I doubt they'll run. Um, yeah, well, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in Camp Leng. Funnily enough, I, I actually like Delta Bay, uh, but I was concerned as to why they've, they've changed yards. I don't see why they were. I mean, I, I really do like Mion Valley as a. Uh, they've had such fantastic mares over the years. Would uh, would it go from Gosden to Hugh Morrison? Uh, I can't say it's a. I can't say it's a negative because Hugh Morrison is. I want to go somewhere a bit quieter now. Maybe yeah, yeah possibly yeah. yeah. Uh, they, they, she she's at the right end of the handicap, isn't she? And. Yeah. Being the least exposed and the least raced, you would think there might be. Well, you would hope there's a, a bit more improvement to come, wouldn't you? Off just the back of three runs, um, but, but as a betting proposition, it, unless I knew something, it would the race wouldn't be at my street, really. No, I, I think I think for me, John John has um, has lit my interest in the race, obviously with his uh, analysis, um, you know, from a physical aspect. So that's what I'll be looking at there in the three thirty. Um, cheers, chaps. Um, 405, the Victoria Cup, the, the Vicky Cup. Um, John and Quentin head-to-head -head in this. Nev, did you get a look at this? I did. <laughs> and I have came, came up with the horse that ran in this race last year. I'm trying, uh, uh, Charlie Fellow's horse, Chief of Chiefs, is essentially a sprinter, but he does stay beyond six furlongs. In fact, he, he actually went over a mile in his younger days. And... He's a horse that, if you look at every one of his races, not not just I haven't just cherry picked one or two. Every one of his races, he always is running on, which uh, is not always a great sign that they're, they're saving something till the end. But I think he's probably ready for a step up in trip. You, you know, there's, there are so many in this race. There's what 28 horses, so you can't be confident going into it. But 
And I think he's he's going to be drawn. I I've no great opinion of the draw for Ascot, but coming up to Stanside, did did you say that was a the wrong place to be or the right place to be. Either wing can be okay at Ascot. It's usually centre that's that's not centre that's slow. But um, yeah. I can see that they're going a fierce pace, and the race might just fall into his hands. Chief of Chiefs. I. Yeah. It's it's a horrible. You know, if you're doing your brains in, this is not the race you want to be <laughs> trying to get out. Yes, this is a, this is a when the fun stops. You got you got the eight thirty five at first to get out, haven't you? Nice six <laughs> <fun> on handicap. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. So so the four oh five. Yeah, I, 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 like I say, I can offer nothing more than what what um, John and Quentin have said. Uh, me and Neville in the sit out camp. Um, let the dog in uh, for that race. When um, the fun stops, have a big line of Charlie and empty your wallet. <laughs> <laughs> the Royals have been doing it for years. Um, anyway, the, the two hundred five race at Lingfield is the uh, is where we go now. It's the um, the SBK handicap where I've tipped up um, ex Gracia, um, my 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 favourite trainer, Jane Chapel. I am. Um, any any thoughts here, chaps? I'm hoping I'm, you're you're right in terms of her being well handicapped. I'm, I'm confused about the price. Um, I'm trying to work out why they've put it in so big. Is it because she's by exceeding Excel and she's coming on the grass and she's been mm-hmm. on forever? Or like it, it's just a big price, isn't it? I think they'll sit handier with her. There's Dutch decoy drawn next to the rail. Obviously, you've got a massive rail bias here, hence why they're digging up the course again. Um, but Dutch decoys look moody, and I'm I'm very reluctant to to do anything. So I think if Tom Marquan sits handy and gets that rail, it's going to be catch me if you can. There's no pace in the race. Jane Chappelheim's not stupid. She's aware of these things. Um, yeah, that's that's the bet in the race. And it wasn't something I looked at in, in a great deal of depth. I kind of skimmed through the runners earlier, but uh, it'll be one I am backing tomorrow because of uh, your your foresight, Lee. Yeah, the, the Pro-Lite AX Edicts are normally primarily better on all weather, but but it should be quick tomorrow there. They've had 21 degrees there today. It's the, everyone's getting suntans down there. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're here up north and uh, and Quentin in Canada. What's, what's the weather like in Canada, Quentin, at a minute? 14 degrees. For, for, you, see, you see, that's more York. That's York and where we are in Middlesbrough and, and, and everywhere else. Um, but down today, they've had 21, 22 degrees, like a Riviera. Um, so, 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 so certainly the temperature today, I would think, even if they get a little bit of overnight rain, it's no wonder the king of Midland couldn't win a guineas, is there? When we, we're fighting against <laughs> such ridiculous temperatures, <laughs> well, it's a, it's a temperature bias, isn't it? You know, it's, 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 under, it's 150 mile away, temperature bias. Road patronage would have pissed that if it wintered in the Caribbean or something. <laughs> <laughs> this is it, yeah. There's no wonder the South are more forward in their coats than, 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 than the Northern ones. Um, bless them. Um, okay, we'll move on to the 240, the um, the, the Derby trial. I, I, I found this a little bit tricky because I know that the favourite walk of stars is very highly regarded. And you know, they, they think this is a really good horse. But I don't think he's all there mentally yet, which is, I think, Appleby himself was a little bit upset last time that... that, that at walking round for a for a you know for a, for a race where 
they needed to get experience into the horse to be to be racing. So now you're coming to a tricky track where if the horse decides that he's gonna he's gonna go uh, like a, a bit off kilter mentally, he might not be able to get away with it on a track like this. But but Walk of Stars otherwise, if he does if he does apply himself and everything else, I think the even money might look big. But again, the, there is that if. Any thoughts on this race, chap? I was wondering if it, the, the price decrease on Lionel is due to John, hey. sending, John sending out Nick Davis on the old moped round London to take the, <laughs> take the early prices. But um, <laughs> the track's concerning for the jolly, isn't it? He hung left repeatedly down the straight at New, uh, Newbury even. Like Newbury's flat as a pancake, so coming coming down, down round the corner, a bit concerned there, but you suspect they'll send Natural Weld on, make it some semblance of a test. Um, I'm not sure how Lionel's bigger than Natural Weld. I know Natural Weld's only had the one start, but you, you factor sectionals in from last time out. They want yes. the dog in front that day. Lionel, troubling running, flew home. We'll get the trip, no bother. Um, if I can find some sort of match bet with Lionel and Natural Weld, then um, I'll be all over that. Um, I, I think they'll go a, go more of a gallop. As you said, they don't want to walk it for Walk of the Stars. Um, United Nations should improve from Epsom. Up in trip, yard absolutely flying, obviously. Um, yeah, I, I, I'd like to find Lionel in a match with Natural World, and I'll be all over that. This horse Sorry, of Aidan O'Brien's, it didn't seem to handle the track in Epsom at all. No. Uh, yet they're, they're persevering, and they're running out at another uh, very similar track, Lingfield, tomorrow. I mean, he's, had a, he's got so many Derby possibilities at the moment as AP O'Brien. And uh, I'm, I'm surprised that they're still aiming this horse or considering this horse for the Derby because I, I didn't think he showed tremendous amount of... Uh, I'm not saying he showed he didn't show much ability, but he didn't show enough to warrant a, a Group 1 entry such as the Derby. So, but I'm surprised that they're still sort of, you know, giving him another go in, in another trial. But... You know, the Walk of Stars is so highly regarded that I think they'd be absolutely mortified if it couldn't win win a trial. I mean, he's one of their, Charlie Huckleby's main contenders, isn't he, for the Derby? Yeah, this really should be um, Walk of Stars' race. Um, but I, 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 just, I just feel that to take even money when you've got a horse that... This is not the track to be to be messing around at short prices if... if is not going to be Newbury was easier because you've got more of a more of a long straight. A gallop. I think they want to find out that whether he's going to act on a, a, a switchback track. Really, that's yeah. the, the key to this race. Yeah, but, and that's why the trials. And but uh, John's follow a Lionel. John's probably a bit sick that they've probably not gone for a maiden, so he can he can he can have a he can have a twelve hundred away. Um, you know, in a in a nice easy maiden for Lionel, but I agree with what Quentin said as well that that, that Lionel should be beating Natural World really um, on what we saw. Okay, we'll go to the three fifteen, which is the Hooks trial. Um, not a very good race. I've tipped, so I'll sit this one out, chaps. Well, it's called a listed race, but in all honesty, I don't think any of these have shown anything to warrant even being up to listed class at the moment. But that being said, uh, you know, John Gosden, John and Thady's Gosden's horse, Belt Buckle, won a, a pretty ordinary maiden at Wolverhampton. And 
I don't know whether it's got an official handicap rating or not yet, but I'm sure that they, they could they could have at least entered it in a handicap to find out what market's got. The, hand, the Racing Post had it running to seven, uh, low 70s, I think. Well, they've potentially given away a, a tremendous mark to run in a, a listed race. I think they must think an awful lot of this. I'm not for a moment saying that uh, she's she's going to win it, but there is... There is a, there's nobody better than Gosden when when uh, running horses in their in their correct grade. Now I think Belt Buckle has got a wonderful pedigree. I think she I think she could make Emily Dickinson go all the way. Emily Dickinson's form's nothing special. You highlighted that 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 she's um, that, that her rating and her form was nothing out of the ordinary. Well, the horse she beat last time has since been beaten in a maiden. So yep. you know it's it's a listed race. It, it is a listed race. I'm sure that, you know, in a month or two's time, we'll say, well, you know, it was a good race. But at this moment in time, crikey, the, you know, the, I think the highest rated is 90. You want you want to be looking at, you'd expect a filly of over 100 in this race, wouldn't you? Yeah, it's disappointing. I've got, I've got, I've got to concede now. Yeah. Quentin, John, anything to add? Um, I think Belt Buckle was very set. On debut, I didn't think there was an awful lot of scope for improvement from her. I think Emily Dickinson has far more potential than her, um, certainly from a physical standpoint. Um, I, I think they're trying to make her make a bit of black tape by the camera belt buckle because I think by the time you get to midsummer, I think there'll be that many improved past her. I think the curtains as regards getting black tape for her. I thought uh, possibly Rogue Millennium might move forward a little bit for Debbie, but overall I could not look past the favourite, sadly. No, I think that's the mo- that's clearly the most progression, I think, to come up, and that's why I thought it was a good thing. But like you said, like, we all concur in terms of quality in the race, I think. Uh, Quentin? Uh, I think in a month or two times we'll be looking back and saying, what a fucking shit race it is. It's dire, isn't it? Like... <laughs> Emily is a bad, bad one. Like Emily Dickinson's a standout here. Belt buckle, like she did well to win last time out, three deep, further back than ideal. But she's beat one that's rated low seventies. She'll she'll improve, but the price is overbaked the improvement in it. As you said, Rogue Millennium poor on the clock, right part of the track at Weatherby. Jolly in that race didn't stay. Um, I'm gonna have a chunky, chunky place bet on Mystic Wells. Um, strong on the clock at. Uh, an idiosyncratic track like Brighton will get the trip no bother tough hardy experienced um, but I'm surprised she's not shorter um, in franchise that she beat uh, Brighton raced at Chester but ended up three deep on softer ground than she would like if in franchise the one you'll probably be staring down the barrel of nine to two four um, we're going to be getting odds against um, in the place market here I'm Pretty sure you can't kick her out of the frame. The effort was the effort was believable at Brighton for me. Um, it'll take a good one to kick her out of the frame. So that's that's my my angle into the race. Good stuff. No, good angle, Quentin. So that's Mystic Wells. He believes he's overpriced. Ninety rated runner. Again, not a good race. Uh, so finally, we'll not we'll not come to Adok because obviously uh, me, uh, uh, Quentin and John. Uh, are not doing the twig hoppers at the moment. So the last race we're going to cover is the 350, the Chartwell Philly Stakes. 
she do is 11 to 4 market leader. Anyone want to chime in uh, with opinion here? <laughs> no. The silence is deafening, <laughs> isn't it? You know, I mean, I, I, I did have a look at this, you know, I, I, I sort of toss a coin between two, but it was like, oh, oh, do you want to shag the worst, you know? I mean, it was. <laughs> <laughs> And, and <laughs> last hour, there's a grab a grammy night. Um, <laughs> 2.15am when, when they've chucked, chucked, chucking you out in, in the old nightclub days and, yeah, and you're looking around what's left. That, that's it, yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the man either got cigar or vomit breath, you know. <laughs> it's, it's just not on, is it? And it's uh, reminding me of it. I thought... If somebody put a gun in gun to me head, I'd probably have a little bit on Dracula's, just wondering why he's sending it over. But yeah. it would be an absolute punt, really. Yeah, I, look, I looked at that. I thought it was strange. After all that time off, with the races in Ireland, yeah, that he could he could he could have just you know think well we'll go here. Why why you know it's it's, it's an interesting thing. Yeah. Only I one mean, runner as well. It's not even Andy for him to visit Fry, is it? <laughs> not at all. I mean, it's not. It's not close to to Gloucestershire. And, and secondly, the last time he did this, De Bromed, with something like this, was in the. Uh, do you remember Brigadier Gerard? Oh yeah. That that mayor that won the Brigadier Gerard last year. Yeah. The thing so, that Prescott used to train it, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Uh, can't think of the name off the top of my head, but but yeah, Prescott used to train it, and he just brought, again one runner brought that over, bang. So who knows? That's that? not any Gloucestershire either. So that begs the question: What the fuck's going on there? Nothing, well, well if, Jim, if Jim's going down there, Emery's going down there. There might be some kind of, you know, uh, Southern Epstein down there. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I'm cl- I'm sailing close to the wind. Here, might be some complaints. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Once you once you bring once you bring Epstein into the conversation, yeah. The, yeah. the lawyers are on standby, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's this turning into? I don't know. It's um, a joke York State. It is. It is. We'll all be celebrating the York next year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. It, it's like a servant. It, it's got into carnage. Well, right, one Ed, of them school parties in having a look at them, will we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, Right, that's that's it. I, I'm drawing stumps. Um, we, we're t- time's up. I hope you've enjoyed this show like we have. Um, it's a very busy bastards coming up. Um, Sunday the sermon as usual. Monday. Uh, there's a sermon special with me, uh, Neil Channing, and Matthew Rushton discussing the SCV. Tuesday, it's the Dante preview show, and then we're, we're on to normal normal schedule after that. But yeah, I uh, hope you've enjoyed it. Love, love you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed it like we have. Bye for now. <laughs>